You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. To uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm glad to see everybody. I love you too. First Corinthians 2, and we're going to consider verses 9 and 10. First Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 10. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Notice how. Through his spirit. For the spirit Searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. I has not seen, nor you heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. Notice. The things, country word stuff, the stuff, city word items, the things, stuff, or items which God has prepared. I made some stuff ready. But, 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 but notice, it's not for everybody. Not for everybody. It's only for those who love him. So if you're not on the love list, this verse is not your right one. Then... He goes on to to let us know that God has revealed the stuff, items, or things that he has prepared for his people, but it's only through his spirit. It's only through his spirit. We know him, but it's only through his spirit. And so based upon the text and all that I've said, my subject this morning 
knowledge of the unseen. Knowledge of the unseen. And we're going to give our God another big hand of praise. A key word in, in the text is love. Paul, the author of Corinthians, reveals that God has prepared things for people that love him. Theologically and biblically, love equates obedience. Consider John 14. Keeping in mind, love equates obedience. John 14 You there? Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's clear that love, according to Jesus, was obedience. If you love me, obey what I tell you. If I tell you to go left, Go left. And that says to me that you love me. Notice John 14 and 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words. Notice he not only put emphasis on what he said in John 14 and 15, but he brings more clarity. Again, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Bottom line, when I teach something, do it, and I know you love me. When I give you what the creator gave me, put it into action, and I know you love me. Same applies because Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same applies to us. When we think, talk, and do the written and revealed word, it says to Jesus that we love him. I can say I love him all day long, but if I'm not thinking, talking, and doing according to what is written and revealed, is not so. One benefit of loving God, biblically speaking, is that things will work out for you when you love him. Consider Romans 8 and 28. That's one benefit. 
I can give you a number of them, but I just want to hit this one. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good. That means whatever you're going through, good going to come out. Good going to come out of it. Good equates a benefit or a blessing. If I go through trouble, it's a blessing going to come out of it. But notice, if I love God. Let me read it. Let me start over. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his purpose. When I love God, doesn't matter what I go through. Good going to come out of it. Perhaps I just got a bad diagnosis. Yeah, but good going to come out of it because I know you love God. Pastor, they just did this, that, and the other. Yeah, but good going to come out of it because I know you love God. But you have to know based upon your love for the Lord that whatever you go through, a benefit going to come out of it. David so understood it to where he, he said to the Lord, it was good. That I went through what I went through. It was good that I suffered in the way that I suffered. Job went through some horrendous things. Especially when you consider the first two chapters of Job. But then when you get to Job 42. You see that fairy tale ending. You have to reach the conclusion. Because this man loved God. It was worth him going through all that he went through. Because the Bible says in the end that God restored his losses and gave him extra. Woo, oh, good. God gave him extra. Even had folk who had been talking about him come around, come around and give him a piece of gold. A piece of it. I think about stuff like that because I know God changes not. All things work together for the good because I love him. Say to your neighbor, I don't know what you're going through. And say it really doesn't matter if you love God. Because it's going to work out for you. Woo, tell somebody it's going to work out for you if you love God. You don't know what they said. It don't matter what they've said. If you love God, it's going to work out for you. But you got to love him. You got to think God, talk God, and do God. Did I say be perfect? I didn't say that, did I? I say, you got to love him. You got to thank God. You got to talk God. And you got to do according to his will. 
And when you mess up, you still got to stay in his will. Repent. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to wash, cleanse, cover you according to his word so the blessings won't stop. I need some folk to get happy with me because I'm happy right now. Look at somebody and say, have you heard the news? Tell them I'm talking good news. That all things work out for the good when you're in love with God. Oh, tell them all things work for the good when you're in love with God. Some of us love him. That's the reason you talk to him every morning. That's the reason you appraise him even though the band ain't playing. That's the reason when you go through trouble, you leap for joy. That's the reason you turn from victory even though worse just happened in your life because you love God. Oh, high five some folks if you don't mind telling them I love him. I love him. I let them know on the job I love him. I let my family know I love him. Everywhere I go, I have to spread the work that I love. And so it's going to work out for my. You got to let that sink in your body in the midst of going through something horrendous. Pain from your crown, sole of your feet. You have to know that it's going to work out for you because you love God. Y'all know that. Going through financial difficulty right now, but you got to let yourself know. Sometimes you have to have your own praise party. Don't wait for your birthday. If you're going through some stuff, have your own praise party. And the theme of your party, this too shall pass. Why? All things work together for the good. Because I love God. Say to your neighbor, I'm called. God chose me. I'm here for a purpose. You have to tell sickness, you can't take me nowhere because I'm here for a purpose. You have to tell your financial difficulty, you can't stop me from going because this is part of my purpose you know God will allow sickness to come your way for a purpose trouble to come your way for a purpose that's the reason Peter said in 1 Peter 4 12 and 13 in Paul think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is the trial you who is the you People that loved God. Because sometimes you wonder, why in the world sinners seemingly don't go through what we go through? Because they have not been chosen. We Christian. 
Jesus was chosen to suffer. But look at the end. <laughs> chosen to suffer. But he rose despite suffering and dying. He resurrected. He got up. Paul looked at what happened to Jesus and, and, and decreed, if we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. It's going to work out for you. That's the reason you can dance in the midst of your midnight trouble. Even David understood it. That's the reason in Psalm 30, David said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Preached a message one time, don't let the night ruin your morning. Say to your neighbor, whatever you're going through right now, don't let it ruin what God got planned for you. Notice the revelation here in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. I had not seen, nor ill heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. He done prepared. He done made something ready. God got some stuff faith that folk on your job don't know about. They're thinking you're not going to come out of your situation. But God done prepared a way of escape despite what you're going through. Y'all looking at me like I ain't Bible. Am I Bible? Let me read it one more time. I, I, I believe you, but let me read it one more time. Notice. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. I has not seen, nor heard, nor have entered into the heart of me. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say to your neighbor, God got some stuff for you. God has a list of items with your name.
Now, now we know according to John 14 that he went away to prepare a place. Get heaven ready for us. But Paul ain't talking about heaven right here. Paul is talking about things that he has prepared for you on earth. So, so, some things that nobody can stop him from getting into your hands. But you. You got to love him in order to get what he done prepared for you. That's the reason in the midst of your trouble, you can't stop loving God. In the midst of pain, you can't stop worshiping him. Because it's all going to work out in your favor. As long as you keep loving him. Even if you have to say to him, Lord, I'm hurt. But I still love you. Lord, they're doing me wrong. But I still love you. It didn't work out the way I expected, but I still love you. I'm at my lowest point in life, but I still say to your neighbor, your love will be tested. It's going to be tested. See, God not, not going to drop things on you. Without knowing you're true to him. He watching you. Making sure every day you're, you're still thinking. Talking. And doing. According to what is written and revealed. I have prepared things for you. And, 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 and I love it because when God prepares things. They are often connected to things that are impossible. When it comes to man. Said to a person, with, with, with me and this is not doable. But with God, it is because nothing is impossible to God. Nothing, nothing is impossible to him. So, so you have to consider Biblically, that God showed up and did impossible things for people that love him. So, it stands to reason that 
he's going to do some impossible things for you. Just go ahead and tell somebody, prepare for the impossible. Prepare for impossible things to come your way. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Lord, I, 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 I done got you happy, but, but, but I got to deal with something. Lord, have mercy. And, and notice I, I ain't smiling. I, I, I got to deal with something. Go with me to Psalm 78. He has prepared according to Paul. We need to consider something in, in Psalm 78. I'm going to read a minute, but, it, but it's for purpose. I'm going to start at verse 19, Psalm 78, 19. This is talking about Israel or God's children. Yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table? A table represents provisions. Stuff. Things. Items. This is what God folks say. Can God Prepare a table in the wilderness. That's what his folks said. Can he do it? But notice the writer said, behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out. He started doing impossible things in the wilderness or the desert. He started doing impossible things. Things in a place without provision. There was no provision, so God, he, he just did the impossible. He said, hey, that rock, water going to come uh, Water going to come out that, yeah, water going to come out that rock. It was dry around the rock. So, so it, it didn't make sense that, that if, it, if water is there, it should be some kind of moisture right here. Or uh, uh, seem like we got to dig. That. No, you ain't got to dig. It's going to come out of the rock. You don't need no shovel. This is going to be a miracle. Look at this. Behold, he struck. Did he dig? No. He struck the rock. So that the waters did what? Didn't even dig. (laughs) 
And even certain places in our day and time where what they can tell you is water there, they have to go and get a tractor. And have to go deep just to get it. And sometimes they tell you it's water there, but, but then they, they have to go get a special type tractor to bore out a hole that may go down 30 or 40 feet. But his chillings were in a tight place and needed some water. God didn't need no tractor. Didn't need no shovel. Moses, that rock, hit it with that stick you got. He hit a rock with a stick. If I told you something like that, hey, God told me to tell you, go hit that rock with a stick. That stick you got in your hand. And you're going to have water. You, you notice God would tell you to do things that, that, that seem crazy. But see, Isaiah cleared it up in Isaiah 55 when, when he said, His ways are not as the ways of man. Neither are his thoughts. Well, how distinct are they, Isaiah? As far as the heavens are from the earth. So are his thoughts. And so are his, his ways. He prepared, but they questioned his ability. But he told Moses to strike the rock, and water came forth. Hold on, let me hurry. Notice this. Still in verse 20 of, of Psalm 78. Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflow. Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this and was furious. So if I was kindled against Jacob and the anger also up against Israel, his children. Because they did not help me. And did not trust. It doesn't matter what the report says. He can still save you. Doesn't matter how far you dropped. His arms are not too short. That he cannot save you or pull you out of the hole. Get the text. They did not trust his salvation. Say to your neighbor, it, it seemed like Israel and Jacob had a problem. But, but we could put in this same passage. Walk. Oh, go ahead and put your name. I, 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 oh, go ahead. You got to trust him. 
You got to trust God. Y'all still, y'all still listening? Verse 23. Yes, he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. Had rain, had rain down, get this, manna on them to eat. Whoever heard of something like bread coming down like water? You notice God could have easily, oh, y'all need something to drink? I'm just going to open up the heaven and let water come. He didn't do that. He took, he took a rock and caused water to come. Now, normally you, you would get grain or bread from a field in dirt. He said, no, I'm going to let them know I'm God, so I'm going to send them some bread from the sky. Say to your neighbor, you got to prepare for some impossible things. Some of y'all still ain't ready for this. You still thinking your doctor got the last say. You still thinking your cousin got the last say. Shout at somebody, God has the final say. Nobody else. Notice this, verse 25. Men ate, look what he calls it, angels' food. He sent them food to the fool. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rang, oh Lord, have mercy. Meat. On them like the dust, feathered foul like the sand of the seas, and he let them. They had a buffet before. They call it Golden Corral. Do y'all see this? Verse 26 again. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like the dust, feather foul like the sand of the seas and he let them fall in the midst of their camp all around their dwellings. Brought the buffet to them. So they ate and were well filled. Y'all holding on? For he gave them their own desire. But he did it in an incredible, awesome, a supernatural way. I has not seen, nor ear heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. If you love him, say, God, don't prepare some stuff for me. But now notice the 10th verse as I get ready to close. 
Notice the 10th verse of 1 Corinthians 2. But God has revealed or made them known to us. Who is us? His people. How? Through his spirit. John 16 and 13 says, the spirit will guide you into all truth. John 8, 31 and 32 says, in part, and the truth will make you free. The truth has power to deliver you, protect you, and cause you to prosper. It makes you free. It delivers you. It protects you. And it causes you to prosper. You look back in Psalm 78 and you can see when God sent his salvation to Israel, it delivered them from hunger and from thirst. It protected them from the elements of the wilderness. And he filled them or he caused them to prosper. Get this. They got their desire in the wilderness. Got their desire, elder leaks in a barren or an empty place. Got their desire when they didn't have money in their pockets to pay for this, that, and the other. And in the wilderness, if they had a pocket full of money, it wouldn't have did them no good out there. God said, I'm going to show you I'm more powerful than your money, than your stuff, than what you think, and so forth, by doing not only the impossible, but some things that you desire. And so, he reveals to his children things that he has prepared for us. That, that, that's the reason in, in a pandemic, better is here and better is coming. Hey, you know it's, it's pandemic. You know they're calling this 19 COVID, COVID-19. You see, yeah, but I'm God. And I said, Better, bigger, good happiness. Well, folks miserable now. I said better, bigger, good happiness. Well, they just gave me. Didn't I tell you I wasn't done with you? Why you keep bringing up the report? You ain't going nowhere until I'm done with you. Didn't I tell you I was going to heal you? Didn't I tell you it was going to work out for you? Didn't I tell you I own everything, even the cattle that set upon a thousand hills of mine? He tells us what he's going to do. And he often tells us when, when we are in a place like a desert. 
we're in an empty place or we don't have the means to get what we desire. He has revealed them through his his spirit. And then notice the work of the spirit according to the text. Notice the work. This, this is just so wonderful. First Corinthians 2 and 10. That, that second sentence. For the spirit searches all things. Yes. The deep things of God. Notice, notice he calls it the deep, mysterious, supernatural, or incredible things of God. That's, that's what the Spirit, the Spirit tells you some things you won't hear on Channel 5. You can search the net 24-7, but you will not find what the Spirit has ordained for you. For you. For you. Because God only reveals the mysterious and the deep things to his prophets. Surely. The Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals, get this, his secret. What is his secret? It's a deep thing. It's something that's mysterious to his prophets. But he reveals it to a prophet through the spirit. Is the prophet to hold on to it? No. The prophet is to release it in order for God's people to prosper. Second Chronicles 20 and 20 says, Believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. Why? So you can prosper. So your success can manifest. So what God hidden from everybody else will start to be revealed to you. That's Bible. Say your name. That's Bible. Not Walker one on one. Not human one on one. That's Bible. And so he's going to show us some things that's just going to completely blow our mind. He done prepared them for who? Us. That's the reason better is happening and bigger is happening. When you tell for they look at you like. Because they're not for everybody. But, but see, 
even greater than that, he does them in the midst of your trouble. They were in the wilderness, Israel, when he did great things. Is it limited to you just being in trouble? No, but you, he, we need to understand that trouble cannot stop God from getting to you what he has ordained for you to have. One last scripture. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel the second chapter. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? Let's go to Daniel. Daniel the second chapter. Lord have mercy. If you're not familiar with Daniel, avail yourself to the table of contents. Meet me there as soon as you can. Daniel 2, we'll start at verse 20. Y'all ready? And we're backing up how the spirit searches the deep things. And then he, he gives the deep things to the prophets. And if you know your, your Bible, your history, biblically speaking, Daniel was a prophet. Right? Daniel 2 and 20. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and Ever. I, I, I got to just pause and say this right here. Daniel is bragging on his God in the midst of a king that believes in multiple gods. But the king's multiple gods couldn't get him a miracle. They couldn't do for him what he needed to be done. And, and see, folk were killed at one time for serving gods that were not the king's gods. But Daniel's God was so powerful to where even the king had to acknowledge how real he was. So here you have Daniel in front of an idolater, a worshiper of many gods, polytheistic, Telling him about his God. Look at him giving God the praise for before he gets taught. Look at it one more time. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God. What's his name? Jesus. Y'all scared to say it. Jesus came in the volume of the what? The Bible says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was. And then John 1 and 14 says, And the word was made what? Flesh. Who is the word made flesh? Jesus. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are whose? His. Might is power. Power belongs to God. Notice this, verse 21. He changes the times and the season. He removes, now he's saying this before king. Kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Verse 22 is what I want you to get. And he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Don't need no flashlight. Why? 
and light dwells with him. Now notice how Daniel speaks of his omniscience. A God that knows everything. Even before we talk to him in prayer, he already knows. God reveals deep and secret things to his prophets. And, and notice Daniel as a prophet, he knew it. And real or genuine prophets who know the spirit of God know it. The majority of the time when, when, it, when problems come in reference to the prophetic, it's because of God's people not receiving. And sadly, God can manifest what he promised again and again and again. But you will still have some that doubt. But say to your neighbor, we have something that that most don't have. We have knowledge of the unseen. We have knowledge about God doing for his folks what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart. of. We have that. We have knowledge that God is doing better and better. We have knowledge that God's healing goes beyond a report. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.